0: family-type celebration, family-centered celebration, and then we go to, we're moving right along to, still on the So on verse 26, does anybody hear? Spirit comes in. We're indwelt with God, His Spirit and the Holy Spirit says in Romans 5.5 5, is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit and that love is God gives it to us so we, it, I know with me, my testimony would be, it's pretty effortless to love Him before anything else he, uh, He's definitely I mean, he's, He has preeminence in my life He is the number one thing and, uh, but this passage did force me to do what Paul says in Second Corinthians, which is to check yourself, check yourself, make sure you have the faith, know your heart, make sure that you're born again, and Peter goes in, in his book as well sim, with a similar passage, and if we don't check our hearts, we know that the human heart is a, it's basically an idol manufacturer. And there are things in the world that are attractive. Um, What are some of the things that you guys would think that would come between a walk with Jesus where he wants us to give everything up? And what do we love? What do people commonly love and get tripped up with when they're walking with Jesus that would make him less important? Anybody? Anybody? Yes, my love of mammon. What else? Because it was her prized possession, her car. It was her idol. She loved her car. Yes. yes. Any other examples, Tom? Yes. Yeah, I, I see. Um, I see that happening. And um, you know this this forced me to take a look at a few things that that um, were going on in my walk with Christ. And um, I talked to Pastor Bob about it because I think the, you guys know, you guys who teach, when you take, get in and dig dig into these things, it starts convicting you, and you learn, you go deeper and you go deeper, and you find out that um, this is definitely talking to me. So I was I was. Contemplating if I was going to say anything in front of it, but, but you guys are pretty mature Christians, so uh, I did find some idols before myself and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was, when I actually looked, I was pretty surprised. And um, how about I share one, and then you guys share one? <laughs> Anybody ready to do that? I'm sure. I mean, I I've not. I don't. It's very rare. I think Pastor Paul is probably the closest person to somebody that is walking so, so, so closely, you know, and serving daily and all his thoughts. I think if he, like, if we got cut, what would bleed would be scripture right? and not blood. <laughs> but um, anybody have any, would anybody like to confess something? I'll go ahead first. So I found out that, that uh, my work was, had become between me and serving and um, it was killing me because, you know, I'm normally right in there with the evangelism team. And finally, I'm at a church where there's, like, more than one person going out. There's a group of guys going out, and it's kill, it kills me because my schedule's already full seven to ten days ahead. And then I get the notes on when they are, and and if I do block the time, I get pressure from the office saying, you got to do this, you got to do this appointment, it has to happen because of this, this, and that. And I'm like, I'm always pushing God's work to the side and it's been hard because you know covid there are people out there who lost their homes there are people who lost their their uh, jobs and their income and so our business was prospering so I felt blessed but it it got too 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 much so this teaching has a, it was able to convict my heart and recommit to serving and uh, scratch that time for evangelism and take take the time I need to be here and serve and get the rest of the Lord's Day off and, and try not to do a lot of appointments all the time. It starts to be, well, I don't really care about the business. I have to, I've got to be like, you know, it, that's, that was one of my idols. And, um, but that was a big thing. If I didn't go through this study, I probably wouldn't have been convicted. So, any questions about that? So go ahead. Good Good example Yes, very good that the comp that that happens. We love our wife or our husband gets in the way of serving. Some people love their dogs too much, but I don't. Don't worry. Yes. it it gets to be the question of well is does god have the power and the ability to bless us even though we do give him the seventh day the, the day of rest you know of course he does yeah amen so um moving a, a little bit along you know i i, came, I know that we can see how god uh, how jesus ministry god's ministry is all about love it's woven through the old testament right to the new testament so I, I got some examples and you guys can feel free to raise your hands and give us one we what is well you probably know these already what what, what is, where is jesus talking about love anybody come up with something how about read you know, old testament new testament husbands love Your wives. What? Deacons, five twenty-five. What else do we have? Remember how all the laws filtered down to just two laws. What are they? I'm quizzing you. I haven't. Very good. That's another area. What else do we have? Anybody else? Didn't want to six four. <laughs> Close though. It's a good memory. Anybody else? So we know that Christ was mostly about love. Look what he did on the cross. Just look at the look at the cross. He was God and man, and he allowed our sins to be poured on him. He was brutally handled, took on the shame and the guilt, and gave his life for us. That's definitely the ultimate sign of love. So it's it's, uh, God definitely loves us. He wouldn't have given us the Holy Spirit and sent his son here to die for us in our place. Okay. So we're... uh, Verse 26... We know that the hatred is not a. The, the English word "hate" is not that. It, it came from the, the word, um, the the, uh, the Greek word that means to love less with less hatred. That's all. Okay, God wants your heart. He wants to be number one. Jesus wants to be number one in your life. That means ahead of your wife or husband, definitely ahead of your parents, ahead of your kids. And your extended family, brothers and sisters, he has to be first, and this is what he 's giving to us as his definition if you 're going to follow me if you 're going to be a disciple was the word, disciple, the word means follower, learner right imitator if you 're going to follow jesus you 've got to be willing to have him and to fully please him, to have him first above all human relations and Anything else you might love here, money, property, dogs, whatever it might be. And so we know that his ministry was all about love. There was one more, Matthew 5, 43. I know you guys have heard this. He says, you have, you have heard you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But then in the New Testament, uh, verse 44 in Matthew says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. That definitely takes the Holy Spirit because the flesh part of me is not wanting to pray for my enemies. I I get angry, I get frustrated, I'm confrontational at times, and it, it takes prayer, staying close to the Lord, and the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the flesh. So if we allow him to rule in our hearts we can get through those types of things that's a radical idea to love your enemy who does that outside of somebody with the holy spirit can you just speak loudly brother does it welcome down there Yeah. Yes. They they just don't understand how we could be like that. It is definitely um, a good witness to be like that. So those are great examples of love. Thank you, Pastor Paul. Uh, verse 45, after it says, you've heard, love your neighbor, hate your neighbor, but now we say, love your enemy and pray for them who persecute you. Verse 45 says, so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. And I thought it was great. And Then he he goes on and says, uh, the sun rises on the evil and the good, and sen- he sends the rain on the just and the unjust. I, I mean, it's uh, it's it's radical, but the power of the love of God who's poured into our hearts is, is just a great thing. So we're not hating any relatives, right? Everybody understands that? Strong's definition for G3403 is Maceo, And uh, just talking about love less. So The context for this is to just have Jesus first in your life. There's other, other examples of the same word. Used in Luke sixteen thirteen. if anyone's interested in looking. Then again, Genesis 29, 30, 31, where they're talking about hate less. I guess the English language just doesn't have a word for hating less. <laughs> Why can't they just say hate less? <laughs> but it made it a little complicated because people were pretty baffled by that. Everybody says God is love, but how could he be love if he's saying hate your relatives? So when you look in deeper, it's, it's just a nice relief to see that. We have to love Jesus supremely. Any questions so far? Next, these are all red letters. Jesus says in the next verse, again, whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Okay, so what does it mean to bear your cross? I've heard people say, well, your mother-in-law moves into the house, then you're going to go around saying, well, I guess this is the cross to have to bear. (laughs) Or or something like, uh, you know, if you're fighting a disease and you're challenged, I mean, God puts it in our life, and we suffer, and we say, well, that's my cross to bear. And, um, but we know that the cross leads to death. And I think God is not saying we have to pick up the cross of Jesus, but we've got to be prepared. If we're following Jesus, where did he go with his cross? So are we willing to do that? If we're giving everything up, making him first in our lives, and we're bearing a cross that's going to lead to death. Doing mission work over in China might do that, huh? Taking those Bibles in, something dangerous like that. Can we do that? Would you do that? Would you make him first in your life and do his ministry and carry your cross? That's one of the uh, things that Paul was talking about. Check your heart. Check yourself. Would you be willing to do that? So in my own little story, um, I was in ministry full-time for five years in Queens with an Arminian church. Now I'm uh, a Reformed doctrine person, praise the Lord. And, um, but when I was there, we were some of the happiest times of my life, all day long, long days, just talking the gospel to thousands of people who went through uh, the storm Sandy. And they were scared for their lives, and they came out to the little makeshift building we had it was like a little shed and they heard the gospel but um, then then I started to work and then it started fading over a few years it just faded and got further and further. So now I'm happy to be back as a result of teaching this I'm really ecstatic. So good so this cross. Any other ideas for bearing a cross. Any any opinions from anybody? How can we bear our cross and follow? What does that mean to you? Sister.
1: that, that which we are pleased with, to deny that because we are called to please God. Very
0: good. is himself
2: for sure. God. So, anybody up? Yeah, Paul says. I think in Galatians two twenty, he says, "I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live." but Christ who lives in me. In the life I live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So to bear your cross is to, to die to yourself, to die to the, to the love of the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, to, to die to those things and to give up on, on the things of the world and allow Christ to, to use you, to be broken and, and destroyed, that... God might raise you for his own purposes. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, just to add to that a little bit, um, the cross, uh, yes, it, it deals with denying the self-life, but to me, it's, uh, in life, there's so many t- ways we can take the easy way or the right way And so the cross speaks of suffering, whether it's mental, emotional, physical. It doesn't always mean death, of course. But it means we're, just as our brother, the flesh is crucified in that we allow Christ to have the preeminence in our life. In other words, Christ will never have the preeminence in our life until the cross is applied. And just as Christ died on the cross for our sins, we must die to self so that we cannot uh, um, take the easy way. Uh, uh, by nature, we want to take the easy way through life. But Christ said, enter into the straight gate, the narrow way that leads to life. You have to apply the cross to your life in order to do that.
4: Okay. Also,
5: just one thing. I just want to add we are called to mortify the flesh and to me that is also part of dying to self, something like we find it so hard to do mortifying the flesh dying to self, giving up the things of this world, the lust of the eyes, etc, etc yes. no cheap cross
0: suffering for us. And he goes on to give a little example. For which of you decided to build a tower and not burst it down and count the whether he has enough to complete it. Otherwise when he lays the foundation, I able to finish everyone's gonna mock him. So this example here, first of all, this this tower, does anyone know what tower they're talking about? It is an actual, I, I went into this and found out that the tower was what the farmers put up out in the vineyards or out in their fields, wherever they're growing. And maybe with livestock. So in the winter, they would live in the city. But in in times of sowing the fields and watching the fields, they had a tower, Uh, maybe it was in the middle of the vineyard, I don't really know, it didn't, didn't give me that much detail, but it was a place they built. And they lived there all while they were farming. The first floor was their residence part they lived in, and then the upper floor, higher up, was so that they could make sure that no one was cleaning their fields or damaging anything. They were watching everything from up there. That was their main investment. It had a lot to do with their survival and their income. So that was this tower. So that's what it's referring to. So if someone were talking about, you're counting the cost. So who's going to build a tower and not be able to do it? You know, it's uh, just an example he gives to us without telling the gospel. Any questions on that?
3: Yeah, I've been. Have you seen this
6: tower you're
3: talking about in the No, in the no, or? we saw a lot, but I didn't see anything like the tower. No, no, I didn't see that.
6: Not like right?
3: Well, that was back in 1987, so uh, I don't know what's transpired since. That I, and I was with a, a group uh, that was not, um, um, well, it, it, I'm glad I had a chance to go, but it was not a, a, a church group. And so we missed a, a lot, but I'm glad for the memory. But do you know what was the best time of my trip to the um, uh, Israel? It was not seeing all these physical sights. My best time was when I came home uh, on flight from um, uh, Israel to to my. Uh, I, I read through 85 chapters of the Book of Psalms, and that blessed me more than all this. The I can see. But doesn't do anything inside. It's the word of God that changes you inside. So that was the best part of my trip. I spent hour after hour after hour reading the Psalms. And and when I look back, that was the greatest blessing of the trip. Beautiful. Um could I have a volunteer to read Mark chapter three, thirty one to thirty five?
0: Or I have to do it. Jesus gives us some examples here. And I know you know all these example, but I want to point them out because he's our example. He's our example of perfection. He's, he's our example of what it, what it is to pick up one's cross and carry it. So, Mark 3, anybody there? Thanks. It, uh, you have the verses
1: 31 to 35? Chapter 3, of Mark. And his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother.
4: heaven but it says he that does the will of my father in heaven
3: I, you know, I thought about this: the army of twenty thousand, the other with ten thousand, and the one with ten thousand. Can I overcome the one with twenty thousand? Of course not. Now, I think uh, spiritually, what I think is saying: Can we overcome God? In other words, I saw that as we facing God. Shall we submit ourselves to God? In other words, the ruler of 10,000, will we allow ourselves to be ruled over by the guy of 20,000? They said, of course, because they'll beat us. Well, here we see we should, acknowledge, in the same spirit, we should see that God has a right to rule over us. That's, that's the way I saw that.
5: It depends on why we're doing it. I think that's the first thing. If we're looking to score points to work our way into heaven, no. But if our heart is sincerely moved, you know, um, with love, then absolutely. And uh, So I think it's really a matter of the heart you know it's funny because talking about dying to self um, I can have a pretty my temper could, in the past has been pretty intense and I'm thinking of one day when I was driving on Central Avenue and this woman kept on you know trying to get me to move faster and you know road rage. It's so easy to get upset. And I stopped and I thought, what if this woman had a child that was in the hospital or a family member? And the reason she was impatient was because she just got some bad news and was hurrying to get there or... What if she had a bodily need, like to go to the bathroom? And, you know, like, we don't think about these things. Were you born again then? Yes. So that's why you were thinking of those things? It, well, you know what? It's, like, so easy for our nature, even as believers, to want to, you know... My thing is, you want to rush me? I'll slow down. Or what I often do is I'll pull off to the side and I'll just let the person go ahead of me. But in this particular instance, I really stopped and thought, you know, we don't know what's going on with the person in the next car. And I think this is one of the ways that we can show grace to another person. And I actually rolled up next to the woman at the light and I asked her if everything was okay and it was and she was impatient. But it was a good learning for me not to react off of the inner messages but to think what, about the other person. Definitely work in the Holy Spirit through the Spirit. I can't remember. I don't remember many times when I put someone else before myself before being born again. After being born
1: again it was completely different. It a whole ocean about who can go that death and height and of the love of God was surpassing our understanding. Yes sister i just wanted to say quickly um my experience when I just got saved um I witness, you know, you have people who doesn't have a car and need a ride. And I never forget, I remember a sister, she told um, the sister, she couldn't give her a ride because she, she was going that way. And I remember thinking about that. Um, do I have to be going that way? Um, couldn't I take myself out of the way? I, I think that the, the, you know, our life is a life of sacrifice and sometimes we forget that we more want the convenience. I'm guilty of that. Uh, and, and when you say this, you know, it's not that because you have it together, but because it's the truth. You know. And, and so we really more um, want the convenience rather than making the sacrifice. I, I can't take myself out of the way if I'm not going that way.
3: To me, it means to me that I've been bought with a price. Look, look at First uh, Corinthians six nineteen twenty. What don't you know? Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you have of God, and you're not your own. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And what this uh, tells me is that I must remember that God owns what I have, and I'm to use it as He d- uh, um, tells me. I don't mean that. That means we give everything away. It means that he's the owner. That we understand it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to him. And there's no greater freedom. Believe me, there's no greater freedom than to know that that's true. That also gives him the right to tell us what to do. Yes, because it's.
1: I see it as um, you can't have one foot in the world and one foot on the side of Christ. You cannot. So partial obedience is disobedience. So we have to count the cost and pick a side. Who are we going to follow? The world or are we going to follow Christ? In um, In verse 28 about building a tower, that symbolizes seeking the kingdom. So we have to decide that we're going to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. Exactly.
0: Mhm. Yes. Mhm. Title over and motorcycle and everything and just give it all away and come to terms and like okay yeah. uh, I need some money <laughs> and of course I'm, I mean so there's a out oh, there where we're sacrificially giving a lot
3: up go ahead and fall well you see I, I think you misunderstood what I meant that means that we use his money to meet these needs that he gave to us. It that's what I mean. We don't give it away. We use it as a as steward of what he gives to us. If it means taking care of our family, we take care of the family. And Because yeah. that honors him. We, if yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's not going to
0: contradict himself. I know that uh, okay. in the last scripture, he, he honors work. And he, he wants us to sit in the Bible and get us where his own family is. Worth an humble.
2: Um, just, just the word balance came to heart as you were speaking. You, something that you said earlier. I want to just rewind for a second. Um, I know Pastor Paul, and I agree. Speaking about work, do all things unto the, the glory of God. Um, work as using work as a means to share the gospel, as you have done, which I praise God for. But there's also a sin called busyness that we also have to consider. Right. And that's where the, where the whole idea of, of, of balance comes in, because God is not going to make you so busy that he steers you away from devotion to him, for example. Right. I think that's very, very important to also know, because we can be we can we can put a cloak over work. You know what I'm saying? We've got to be careful with that. So you said you said something earlier, like like when you started working, it steered you away. That 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 was that was magn- That was amplified version of me. I know mean, that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? So again, balance, and, and again, trusting who can discern their own error? Nobody can, right? Paul says, First Corinthians four four. I, I'm not acquitted. I know I'm a sinner, but we trust in the Spirit of God to convict us. You know what I'm saying? So it, it also speaks of a heart posture. You know what I'm saying? As um, I think Anne Marie said earlier, like like what are we doing? Like what? Why are we gonna? Uh, attend uh, um, someone on the side of the road? What is the heart posture? You know what I'm saying? Is it to, to, to testify of our Lord Jesus Christ? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So balance, balance. That's just the, something I wanted to mention in, the, in light of work and all these things. So help us God.
4: Going back to the uh, parable, counting the cost of following Jesus Christ. I know you mentioned like the early disciples. It, it's interesting the, uh, the I know in, in nowadays, we, uh, most of us have an idol of safety and comfort. But when you talk about counting the cost, each and every single one of the disciples that followed Jesus, all were martyred except for John who was um, exiled to Patmos. Peter was crucified upside down. Thomas was speared. Um, so when we count, talk about counting the cost, these are people that put to death, the idol of the fear of man, comfort, and, and they stood boldly and proclaimed the gospel and they face something many of us are scared to face today, persecution. Yes, sir.
2: Yes, And just to piggyback off of that and amen to that, um, I love the words of Peter, um, where else will we go, Lord? So by the work of the Spirit of God and, and, and the, the mortification and vivification, uh, vivifying work of the Spirit of God, that also becomes a reality to us. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole idea, I mean, any Christian, I mean, unless you're like literally like just days old or in your infancy as far as a Christian – like again, speaking about heart posture, like the Christian who has one foot in the in the world and one foot in, in like like in the kingdom of christ i 'm like my man like i don 't even understand that like a regenerate heart detests that you know what i 'm saying like what, like so again, with the principle that 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 um that that uh Peter said, like where else will we go? That is the work of 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 God in us, you know what i 'm saying, so even considering otherwise. So the idea of persecution, all these things, we we know death is the door to the other side of eternity. You know what I'm saying? Death is, please, I'll be first in line. That's a favor. You know what I'm saying?
0: You do that to us? You, must, you don't love
5: us anymore. You're embarrassing our family. sure. I went through a lot, including my mother saying that grace, but not to say Jesus in front of her. Uh, very early when I was a believer, you know, when I was first getting to know the Lord. But um, basically, I, you know, I used to be a lot closer with my family than what I am now. And I think they just look at me like, you know, there's something strange about me, but... I mean, I don't want to go into details, but, yeah, I felt it a lot, especially, you know, um, my mother's whole side of the family is Jewish. So it's Passover dinners could be very interesting there.
1: I just, I love uh, uh, Peter. I admire Peter. Um, he was so willing to die with Christ. And Jesus said to him, you, 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 Will you, you die for me, Peter? You know, will you go with me, Peter? And he says, And, and, and he says, Tonight, I, I, the cock will crow three times, you will deny me. But in Peter's heart, you know, not knowing, he was willing to die for the Lord. And that's us until the test comes. Until the test comes. You know, and, um, and, and and so we see when it actually is gonna happen, Peter denies him. And, and and that's us. It is it is God who gives us grace in the moment. We can't do it in an of ourselves. But in the moment we find his grace
2: sufficient. Peter, I pray so that your faith may not fail.
0: I just do all these things. I thank you personally that you helped me find some idols that were in the way of me serving more. Um, I, I pray the Holy Spirit would convict our hearts and help us be doers of the word. Help us face any idols that may be between us and Jesus. Please remove them so that we can stay on that road to salvation. We need you. We're desperate for you. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.